0: The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. I have a special edition of the podcast because... I want to get into the Colin Kaepernick situation. You know, Saturday he had his workout. The Denver Broncos were expected to attend with a scout. Unfortunately, the movement of it and the whole um, everything that surrounded it uh, kept the Denver Broncos from seeing it. But somebody who did see the actual workout firsthand is Yahoo Sports senior writer Jay Busby. We're actually going to hear from Jay Busby. He joined me on my radio program And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what he saw, what he encountered, including um, some stuff that maybe you may have not heard yet. So, interesting podcast coming up today on the program. Be sure to, well, check out our friends over there at TAP14, though. That's where we get started. Our friends at TAP14, 1920 Blake Street, just a... Hop, skip, and a jump away from Coursefield. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonly fair is just tremendous. Head on over there The Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com, tap14.com. So initially when you think of it, when it comes to Colin Kaepernick, you say, okay, there is a lot of quarterbacks right now on the actual rosters that quite frankly are just below Colin Kaepernick's talent level, Skill level and experience, and quite frankly, we can make that argument here in Denver. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick comes with a secondary uh, process, and, and a lot of people are using the word circus or baggage. I don't, I don't think that's the right word to use. I, I think uh, almost that's a bit offensive. But there is off-field drama, maybe is the best way to put it when it comes to the NFL and. Colin Kaepernick. Because I think, quite frankly, we can make this pretty clear. It doesn't appear Colin Kaepernick's team, they don't like the NFL. And I think the NFL don't like Colin Kaepernick. And it was such an interesting dynamic to see this because, you know, first of all, the big question I have is why now? You know, why now? Why, you know, three years out of the league are we just seeing the first workout and the idea that, hey well, I want to get back into the league, I want to play, I'm ready, yada, yada, yada. Like, we could have had this at any point in time. Remember, this was an NFL-organized situation that was supposed to go down uh, in Atlanta, and it was going to be uh, Saturday, I think sometime around noon East Coast time. He was going to throw the football, but unfortunately, media and video was cut off. So what Colin Kaepernick ended up doing was moving the practice, the workout uh, canceling it with the NFL and basically going rogue and doing a third party, moving an hour south to a high school, throwing the football at the high school, and thus basically you know, uh, allowing himself to control the message, which I think is exactly what Colin Kaepernick should be doing. That message should be somewhat controlled because if the NFL narrative is you know, controlling by the NFL, and they're not going to allow people to videotape it or the public to see, they're not going to be transparent, well, then that's that's not right. That's not right. People should be allowed to see what is entitled in this workout. Scouts should be able to see it. So that's what they did. So, of course, uh, that obviously poses some problems, though, with planning, scheduling, et cetera, because, of course, it is on Saturday, and there are NFL games on Sunday. The Broncos scout, unfortunately, had to go uh, advance scout, the Bills game. Of course, the uh, Bills, uh, they ended up winning pretty big. And that is the opponent next week for the Never Broncos. So the scout, unfortunately, had to leave, catch a plane, go to uh, uh, the Buffalo game, and uh, could not see the actual workout. But there is, of course, video that is out there, and that, of course, is a result of, the Denver Bron- or of uh, Colin Kaepernick moving that practice down south. So... Uh, I want to get to Jay Busby's interview and what he had to say. Uh, But before that, I do want to talk about the idea of adding Colin Kaepernick to the Denver Broncos. And we're going to talk about that next. So welcome back to the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Should the Denver Broncos add Colin Kaepernick into the mix? My direct and immediate answer is no. And the reason being is because of Drew Locke. Look, this is a Denver Broncos franchise that is looking for a franchise quarterback. They need somebody who can bring stability to that position for 10, 15 years. Colin Kaepernick first of all is a unknown commodity, and at 32 years old, we are starting to bring up that that little that note that I absolutely don't like. I've talked about this in previous podcasts, bridge quarterback status. I do not want a bridge quarterback here in, in the Denver Broncos organization anymore. I'm done with the Joe Flacco's, I'm done with the Case the Case Keenums, the uh, Mark Sanchez. Whatever you want to define a bridge quarterback as, I'm done with them. Throw a dart at a franchise quarterback. If you miss, throw another dart at a franchise quarterback and do it until you continually hit one. That's the way that Denver Broncos need to be looking at because this team is going nowhere without one. So they threw a dart at Drew Locke. It would be unfair and unwise to bring in somebody as this potential starter because that's exactly what Colin Kaepernick's going to be wanting to do is get another chance to play in the NFL, and you're not going to play as a backup. You know, it's the idea that, hey, you need to you need to progress, Drew Locke, and you need to follow through with this. And the idea that this is a quarterback that you believed in. You'd spent a second-round pick on him. And it is time to follow through and it's time to see what this guy has. What is he capable of? And that includes starting him this year and starting him next year. Whether you like him or not, he is a unknown. And so you've got to figure out what you have in him and I think that's the biggest reason why the Denver Broncos should stay clear of uh, Colin Kaepernick. This is the exact reason why I said they should stay clear of Teddy Bridgewater in, in a potential trade or uh, anything at the deadline with the idea that, hey, we're going to bring this guy in to, to, to either start competition or potentially be the starter. No, I want Drew Locke starting period, end of story. There's just no other way around this. He is the guy that has been chosen to potentially be the franchise. It is time to see what he has. It is time to see what he can do. Whether They have said that he is healthy. He's been healthy for a couple weeks now. He's been practicing. So it's time to let him loose or, all puns intended, unlock your franchise quarterback. It is time to start to see what you have in this kid because if he has potential, he will flash it. And I think that's a big reason why that signing Colin Kaepernick just doesn't make sense. For the Denver Broncos. Certainly they have a deficiency at quarterback, but that path is already paved. So now it's time to walk down that route before you even entertain the idea of bringing in someone like a Colin Kaepernick. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. I want to get to my conversation with Jay Busby. Jay is a senior writer at Yahoo Sports. He was at the Colin Kaepernick workout. This is what he had to say On the morning show that I host, 7 a.m. Mile High Sports, that would be FM 104.7 and 1340 locally here in Denver. And for you uh, East Coast listeners, that is 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, you can tune in at milehighsports.com. That's the live stream, of course, with our video as well, too. So on the morning show that runs Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, this is Jay Busby and what he had to say about uh, everything that went around the Colin Kaepernick workout. Bring in Jay Busby, a uh, Yahoo! sports writer, senior writer, excellent writer, was uh, all over the Colin Kaepernick situation uh, with our friend also Charles Robinson. Uh, uh Good morning, Jay. Uh, how are you? And uh, thanks for joining the program.
1: I'm well. Thank you for
0: having me. Uh, Jay, can you, uh, for those who weren't at the program, obviously, we're very curious about uh, how this was laid out, how it was structured. Of course, they had the original workout that was... Uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick wanted more transparency, so he moved it. Um, what was the day like on Saturday?
1: Yeah, it was uh, It was a very strange day. It was a day that I wasn't even sure was going to happen. Uh, we were We were fairly certain the entire workout was going to fall apart, and then so I was more than a little surprised on Saturday morning when uh, we realized that it actually was going to be a go. Went out to the Falcons training camp, which is north of Atlanta, and uh, was met by a bunch of protesters on both sides. Uh, Right around 2.30 Eastern, about a half hour before the the, the program was supposed to start inside the Falcons facility, we got word that, no, it's been canceled. It's been moved an hour south. So we all packed up in a large caravan of media and uh, town cars and rental cars and headed south, went to a high school of all places, and it Very strange scene of one of the most famous football players of the decade there uh, throwing footballs on a high school field, and that's about uh, how it wraps up. So, yes, a very, very odd Saturday all the way around.
0: Did his throws, look, it's a workout, so there's no defense. He's, he's, you know, thrown in shorts. Uh, But it's very much like a combine write-up, and everybody freaks out over combines, too. Um, Did he show anything that jumped out at you? Did he look like the same player when it comes to on the field?
1: Yeah, I mean his arm strength looked great. Uh, it was, as you say, just a throwing session. There was no, there was no timing, there was no speed, there was no opportunity for decision making. We didn't get to see any of that, which is unfortunate. And it proceeded at a pretty leisurely pace. He, he had uh, four receivers out there, and they would each run patterns, and he hit them. And, and more often than not, he hit them right in the hand. I mean, in terms of uh, shorts and medium range throws, he was he was just dead on target. You could hear the, the whistle of the ball and the slapping on the hands as, as he was hitting them right in the palms, but uh, deeper throws were a little bit slightly less accurate, but we're talking about like 55-yard throws, and uh, a couple of those failed a bit or weren't quite on, on the mark. But in terms of that, yeah, I mean, his arm strength was great. He looks every bit as strong as he was back uh, three years ago in the NFL. We didn't get to see anything about his speed. We didn't get to see anything about his elusiveness, but uh, certainly the way that, that he was working, that aspect of things, he looked just fine.
0: Being with Jay Busby, Yahoo Sports Senior Writer, um, you cover basically everything, Atlanta. Uh, when it comes to Colin Kaepernick and the post-practice, uh, or maybe he did this in the pre-practice and we just didn't see a lot of video, um, w- what did he have to say? Because it looked like he gathered everybody else, uh, everybody media, as well as uh, those who were participating and, and catching footballs put- put- from him, post-practice to... To kind of talk a little bit, um, what did you come away with impression-wise from what he had to say?
1: Yeah, he didn't uh, talk beforehand. He just kind of rolled past and uh, he, he rolled into the uh, in the high school field. We've we all been to high school fields, you know what it's like. It's fenced off. We were there right there by the by the ticket counter, in the concession stand, and we were let in one at a time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he was there out on the other side of the field, and then out on the field. And we all sat in the aluminum stands, you know, just waiting for. Waiting to see what was going to happen, and then when it, once it finished out, he went and signed autographs for about a half hour. And then he came over and he spoke to the media, not with, but to the media. He had about a ninety-second uh, soundbite, which I think that, that everyone has seen or has seen parts of, where he basically said, "You know, uh, NFL, I'm here and quit running away from me, and let's let's do this." And he said he announced his intentions to uh, to keep on trying to play, and and he wanted the NFL to step up and do the right thing. So perhaps not the wisest approach to take for a job interview. You don't generally walk into a job interview uh, saying that uh, your prospective employer needs to get their act together, but, you know, that was his choice. That was the the route that he took.
0: And he did not field questions?
1: He did not field questions, which was unfortunate because I had more than a few for him and so, so did a lot of other people, but it was... It was it was clear that he just said his piece and then and then basically pieced out and uh, got on sound car got his sound car and took off.
0: Well, you know what, Jay? I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask one of those questions. What would have been your yeah, number sure. one question?
1: Straight up, I would have said, uh, "Would you continue to play if non kneeling was a condition of employment?" You know, just straight up. Well, you know, ask mm-hmm. ask what, whether ha, how much that was a factor because as we've seen, uh, there are only a couple of players still kneeling. Michael Bennett, who was one of the most prominent protesters. Yeah. Uh, he was, he stopped kneeling now as part of a request from his Cowboys teammates. And so uh, the, the kneeling itself became the issue. It wasn't, it wasn't, as we know, it's, uh, what he was kneeling about wasn't so much the issue as the fact that he was doing it and the time that he was doing it. So I would have asked is that, if that was made a condition of your employment, would you continue to kneel and and see where, see where that went?
0: Do you think he actually is signed or actually generates real interest to work out actually with a facility Ah. and a team?
1: Well, let's put it this way: If he was Colin Smith, you know, yes. If he was if he was Colin Smith, uh, just a, a guy who was coming out of uh, college right now with these this level of skills, or even a thirty two year old quarterback with this level of skills, he'd be on a plane right now to Cincinnati mm. or, or Charlotte uh, and, and getting uh, getting fitted for a jersey. But uh, he's Colin Kaepernick, and he's got a, a whole uh, plane loads worth of baggage along with him, and so. I think for that reason, no, he's not going to get signed. But, uh, but he, he took a chance here. He went all in. He didn't like the way that the NFL was approaching it. He decided to just go all in on his own career. And, and so this is the approach that he's taken. And, and if he's looking to become more of an, an activist, if he's looking to embrace this role, you know this, this only helps his credentials because he did everything – that uh, he could do, he demonstrated the skills. and The NFL still uh, quote turned its back on it. That's that's my quote, not his. But uh,
0: but yes, we'll see. But
1: I have a hard time envisioning how any team is going to sign him now.
0: Yeah, this this very and and bear with me for a second. But this this felt very uh, weird timing for me. You know, after the trade deadline, week eleven, where. You know, teams who are out of it, they're out of it. Uh, Teams who are in it, they've already got their quarterback situation. It it felt very much like a stay in the the attention news uh, realm type deal to me Um, because it's just uh, the way it was handled. And and in today's world, we have technology everywhere, right? Uh, He could go and and work out at any point in time. Why do you think it's happening now? Like, why is this happening now as opposed to at any point in time previously where he could have just went and, uh, streamed some video of him on, on Facebook, and he has the platform on Twitter or whatever it may be, where he would have got plenty of attention?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Well, the answer is that it was the NFL. It was not Kaepernick that did this. It is, and that's, that's a question that we still do not have the answer for. Not even Kaepernick's team has the answer for that. They, Kaepernick's agent, I talked with him afterward, and he said that uh, that, that he has reached out to, in, in recent months, to all 32 teams at one point or another and said, hey, you need a quarterback, and uh, and they've all said no to Kaepernick. So, this was not any of the teams doing. This was not Kaepernick's own camp's doing. This was the NFL's doing. it. And as for why the NFL did that, you can you can make some speculations. You can make some some uh, venture venture some guesses. But this was the NFL bringing Kaepernick back into uh, into the into the public eye, and that was that's something I've had to deal with. You know, it's not that not that it's it's a big issue, but as you know, you get blowback from from fans and from readers and they're saying, why are you bringing this up now? It was the NFL that did it, and, and that's why they chose to do it. It's a great question because, as you pointed out, who needs a quarterback at this point? If, you, if your team sucks right now, you don't want a quarterback that can bring in and come in and, and win you some games and kill your draft pick. Yes. And if you're doing fine, you know, you're, you're, you're rolling on. So, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of serious uncertainty about this whole thing.
0: All right, Jay, I, short timing I know, but I, to- I tremendously appreciate uh, uh, joining the show. Uh, Jay Busby, a, uni- a Yahoo Sports senior writer. Uh, you have anything going on? I, I saw on your byline, your Earnhardt Nation author. You are an author, is that correct? Yes,
1: yes. a book that I, that came out uh, a couple of years ago on uh, the Earnhardt family. So it's still out there, still at your local Barnes & Noble, still at Amazon. It's good stuff. It's not NFL, it's NASCAR, but it's still very good stuff.
0: Yeah, that's fine. We're big NASCAR fans over here, of course. Well, well previously good. we had the Furniture Row team, but... Uh, certainly, uh, was, was, uh, fun to see that. So, uh, Jay, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. So again, I want to thank Jay so much for joining the, uh, show as, uh, look, he had some interesting stuff to say from hearing that there were protesters of the event to what Colin Kaepernick did at the, uh, post- Practice or post workout, whatever you want to say, where he basically just addressed the media for 90 seconds. He did not field questions and kind of was more direct. Thought that was interesting. So you make of it what you will. You can, of course, interact on Twitter. At Ronnie K Radio, that's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. Are you interested in Colin Kaepernick? Would love to hear from what you have to say. You can tweet me, of course, and, of course, find more work on the Denver Broncos at MileHighSports.com. It's all presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. We are all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, you can tune in for more Broncos info or check out previous archives. Just subscribe wherever you find your podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, wherever it may be, be sure to go check out the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, presented by our friends over there at TAF14 and at MileHighSports.com. If you missed any uh, editions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, you can be sure to go check it out. That's MileHighSports.com. MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit
1: MileHighSports.com
0: or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.